The Georgian Impact Podcast brings you a first-hand look at the big opportunities and issues facing today's software entrepreneurs. Hosted by John Pryle, they help CEOs, founders, and product leaders understand a range of topics, including machine learning, differential privacy, linguistics, security, chatbots, natural language processing, and more. Twice a month, they help entrepreneurs better understand these and other technologies to dominate their market and make a real impact. Have an idea for the show? Want to share your feedback? They'd love to hear from you. So send them a message at podcast at georgianpartners.com. And if you enjoy the Georgian Impact Podcast, please rate or review it on iTunes and help them get the word out. Well, you're going to be excited about the next two weeks. The next two weeks, if you remember, you saw those changes. Those changes wouldn't happen if y'all actually keep your schedule, right? So you don't want to not keep your schedule. So if you were bombarded this week with, hey, you got to get scooted up a little bit, don't blame me or Tempe. It's just because, you know, y'all had like a year to do this, so you didn't do it, right? So you want to do that. Next two weeks, in order to not to push everybody up four weeks, I got next two weeks of good classes. You don't want to miss them. It's not me telling those stories and nothing like that. It's fantastic information. And you need it as a professional speaker. Okay. Now, let's see. I recognize. Okay. I see the lover. I see. Okay. I'm waiting on someone. But in the meantime, Ken Underhill, I'm your mic for me. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Good, good. <clears throat> Good. Ken has some talent, and uh, Ken, why don't you express your talents for us real quick? Uh, bes- besides, uh, you know, jumping on and crashing Antonio's phone calls, uh, uh, prime- <laughs> I see Jerome laughing. <laughs> he feels that. Uh, uh, so what I do right now, um, I do cybersecurity. So um, you guys see, like, credit card information stolen, all that stuff. Um, I'm not the guy that steals it. Uh, but I, I, <laughs> I train people to uh, to prevent against that. So I primarily teach people how to break into computers and then also how to find the people that break into computers. So those are kind of my two main uh, categories, hacking and forensics. Um, so I've got uh, just around 2 million, I think it's 2.2 million um, students right now, uh, globally, of course, um, and predominantly U.S. And, and India. So that's kind of what I do now. Uh, and uh, I like learning stuff, uh, as Antonio's seen, uh, like I taught myself Photoshop in like five minutes, enough to make a funny meme about him. Uh, so, uh, so anything technical, I'm I'm kind of a good uh, person, and I've been teaching online for many years now. Um, it's probably been about I think three or four years total um, in in different things, not just cybersecurity. So I've kind of been there, done that, and uh, already gotten all the hate mail. So if you have questions on online teaching, I'm probably a a good resource for you. Good stuff. So yeah, I heard all that, right? Now, you're not here to learn cybersecurity. All of you are professional speakers, yes? Because public speakers don't get paid. Professional speakers get paid. Everybody got me? Deanna says, I saw Luther in concert at the rodeo years ago. I went to the rodeo. I saw Color Me Bad. Whoa. Wow. And Patty LaBelle. Yes. She had big hair. She had big hair and, and nine-inch heels. So I sure did. I went to go see them. And Color Me Bad was singing. And then I think All For One was, as we walk off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to let y'all know. I'm going to let y'all know. Anyway. Anyway. Well, you y'all know you're in cybersecurity. You know you're in the country. 
You know you're in the country <laughs> when you watch concerts at the rodeo. You know it. <laughs> you know what? That, that is the first time I recognized it that way because it's so normal down here <laughs> being in the country. It's so normal. I didn't even process it that way. <laughs> Laws like that, we don't have we don't have that problem up here. Not yet. We law in my city there are horses that actually go through the drive through. It's the truth. If it's has seen it, she can testify home. to it. It's a city slicker. I'm like, you got get the context toss. New York City. Right. I'll testify. Anyway. To that. There was a in yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so we got two. We got two people going to bless y'all today. Chris, tell us what you do. Ooh, so it's actually something a lot bigger now. So right now, as Rook, mainly it's a production company but I'm moving it towards a platform. So we have a lot of different skill sets from photography, videography, animation, graphic designs, models, and much more. Of course, I speak and things like that. But the main thing is building a dream team to create a platform where we can either create the dream or capture people's dreams. So on a personal level, you know, capturing weddings, graduation, or on a business level, creating that marketing content and things like that to help promote and reach out and, and like in the words, Gary, be grab people's attention <laughs> so they can see what you are about. It. <laughs> That's it. So Chris and Ken are going to drop nuggets today with me on a professional. Yeah, you clap for that. That's a good bit. <laughs> I contacted them both. So this isn't, this isn't, you don't want to miss this week and you don't even know what I got in store for next week. You don't want to miss this because Ken, how many people you say you train online every week, Ken? Uh, so, so, um, current student base is about 2.2 million. Uh, stop right there. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> old folks. I need to get older, Ken. I need to get older. <laughs> when old folks say something, they know when to pause so other people can catch up. <laughs> So this time, all right, so you see it in the chat now? I need you to, so this time I want you to say, well, it's about 2.2 million, then pause so they can catch up. So go right, ahead, right. do it again. All right. Uh, you know, it's, it's uh, globally, uh, student base right now is about 2.2 million. There you go. Uh, pause. <laughs> there you go. All right, there you go. There you go. That's what them old black folk do, kid. That's what they do. They pause whenever they know you said, they said something so you young folk can catch up. Man, young folk can catch up. <laughs> that's it that's it now i want to talk very specifically about two things when it comes to chris chris has a very yes he's dead serious though <laughs> he's dead serious he, yes. chris has a podcast and also has a social no he, he's turned into a platform hold on i don't want you to describe it because i have a different description than you would say that you do he he has a attention-getting vehicle in which he uses visual media productions to do that. That's how I would describe what he does. Chris, how many podcast episodes have you done thus far? Ooh, um, probably a bit over 130. And then on top of that, 130. I'm, and I'm just constantly dropping YouTube stuff, so I'm just like, content, content, let's <laughs> go. Chris is here to talk about podcast and YouTube today. Let's clap for Chris. <laughs> He's got 130 episodes. That's why I got him teaching this here. 
Ken is going to teach all of you how to be professional speakers to keep 2.2 million people's attention online. Let's clap for Ken. All right. Today, as professional speakers, you're going to learn how to take your gifts right now and learn how to build online classes with them, what kind of equipment you're going to need, what kind of tools you're going to need, some lighting, some tricks. How long should your classes be? Anyone wants to know that, right? Typically, what what are frequently asked questions? How what what are turn offs for people when they get online? How has he lost some horror story? I mean, I'm because both of them want to tell us horror stories of how they just totally messed up and they won't do that again. Okay, and they're going to tell you how they got here. When I first met Chris. Chris, you're like 25, right? You're real young. It, it, it's something like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm 27 right now. <laughs> I met Chris 27. He was speaking in front of 300 people, six and seven figures. That's how I met Chris. And then when I told Chris, I, I, actually, I didn't tell Chris. Chris, Grace told him about the thing. He said, all right, give me, give me a week. And called back in four days, like, yeah, go ahead, pay that in four. Anybody else will clap. You go clap. So let's get it. 130 episodes. Is it fair to say Chris is a professional speaker if he has 130 episodes? Do you understand? How many of you would like? If I tell you I do podcasts, it's part of the homework, isn't it? Mm -hmm. He's got 130. Y'all know how hard it is to produce. You know what? Let's start off with you, Chris. How hard is it to produce 130 episodes? It takes a drive. And the main thing is getting outside of your mind and just for, um, focusing more on documenting because people, I'm going to pull a little bit from Les Brown. It's like people love a story and they love to re be able to relate to different things because they want something where they can use to help them strive in life. So it's just pretty much putting it out there, but being determined to keep going and being consistent with it. All right. So I'm going to pull out questions for all these people, uh, both of these guys, and I want y'all to take notes. This is fantastic. You don't got to ask. You don't got to Google this. This is two Google searches are here right now, and they're going to talk to you like Alexa will, okay? Now, Chris, you mentioned document. What do you mean by that? Document is uh, putting everything out there. So a lot of times, uh, I see a lot of times when people, like, think about podcasts, they want to be, of course, it's good to be strategic and form things, different things, but it's just putting out what happens in your daily life and also having something to continue on with that. Because even if you don't think it is content, it may be content for someone else to feed off of. So that's why I strongly believe that it's always good to put it out there. Pause real quick. Coming back to you, Chris. Ken, let's talk about this this documenting because what do you mean he just got just said just document my daily life does that really work yeah yeah i mean authenticity sells because everyone's used to robotic you know stuff from corporate america so yeah authenticity sells um obviously i have more students in my film courses because it's easier to to reach people but my live courses are always on fire uh because people want to see the real authentic you joking around having a good time just living your life um, obviously i'm teaching but I still incorporate stories and just make it fun for people. So yeah, Chris is 100% correct on that. Um, people get analysis paralysis. So we, you know, we, Antonio, we talk a lot about sales funnels and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. same, same concept applies here with podcasts or anything you're doing content-wise. If you overthink it, you're never going to be successful. Just put something out. You know, you could be stumbling. Um, sometimes I know some guy named Ken that sometimes curses on things, and he has to edit that out. 
Um, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, just, just put stuff out there is the biggest thing. So documenting your daily life, documenting your struggle, you know, what you, as you're trying to do something. Um, that's something I did kind of early on with online courses. I would just kind of film like blooper type of things. And like, oh, this is what I messed up on or whatever. And I still show students that stuff. Like, hey, look at, look at this terrible video here and see if you can find what the issue is that I notice. And a lot of times they can't. So, um, yeah, just documenting any, anything and everything is going to really, really help you out. Okay, good. good. I'm getting ready to take questions from the audience here in a second. But let's go back to you, Chris. I'm, I'm still not buying this document stuff, dude. All right, what do you mean? I don't live an interesting life. What do you mean that people are literally, you, you mentioned it may be content for somebody else. Give us an idea. I want you to tell us how do we come up with a podcast episode while documenting. Give us an idea of that. Come up with a pot. It's just like uh, taking out like what you went through your daily life and breaking it down into like different kind of subjects, which can be different. Mm, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You 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 got to get old. You got to pause <laughs> when you know you said something good. Okay. Taking what you did today and then breaking it down to different elements and subjects. Let's, let's pause real quick. How many of you would say you got about five or six teachable lessons out of today alone? Get it? Some of y'all woke up to some drama, didn't you? Right? Or, or you ended the day with something and you handled it well or you didn't handle it well. If you document, Chris, let me, before I give it away, let me let, have you get, actually, not you, Chris. Ken, if I, if Chris was to have a very bad day and he responded poorly, should he document that on his podcast? Yeah, absolutely. And he should just mention, you know, because Chris is an entrepreneur. And so mention like, look, not every day is going to be golden and magical and millions of customers or whatever. A lot of days are really, really crummy. Uh, and and he should be like, look, today was bad, but I learned this or that, um, and that helps somebody else that listens to that episode and says, I, I can understand, and and tomorrow's a different day, and it keeps them going as well. Outstanding. I didn't want you to answer that question, Chris, because I didn't want them to think he's just saying that. No, honestly, you should document. One last thing about documentation, we want to open up to the audience. Chris, give us. If you, if you need to do 10 episodes by the end of the week, give us the process that you would do to create 10 episodes, ideas, and then we'll come back to that. We'll, we'll, we'll add more details later. All right. So it's, it's going to be kind of a simple answer, but I feel like you just pretty much live your life. And then afterwards, when the day ends, you think like, okay, what did I go through? What challenges did I face? What did I learn? What obstacles? Like, how did I feel at this time? Who did I reach out to? And like these, like breaking it down to like that gives you so many different kind of categories where you can have multiple episodes. I feel like a lot of times people think like, I don't have anything to show for a podcast episode. And if they just really just sit down and think about what they went through in one day, you have a tremendous amount of episodes just off of that alone. Come on, let's clap for these two. That's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. That's great. These are professional speakers. 2.2 million people, 130 episodes. I don't even know how big his audience is. And people follow him. I'm telling you, he has half-naked women getting in front of a camera. Just look at his face. I'm dead serious. I'm serious. 
right? I'm serious. Guys are trying to interview with him and all sorts of stuff. Law's been on there. In fact, before I open up for the audience, Law, tell us what did you specifically as a professional speaker, tell us what, you know, you probably haven't thought about this yet, but tell us what experiences did you take away from his podcast, from you being on it? For me, the process was number one for me. Um, Chris is very authentic and the way that he just processes things and actually fulfills it is what I took away from it. So I, it was nuggets that I needed for my own self because I am working on my own podcast. So I needed to know how does the intro go? How should you guide the conversation with the individual? And it just all felt so natural. It wasn't something that was forced. His energy matched my energy and it became a great project. So it was the process that I needed. And I'm appreciative to actually be on his platform so I can learn that in real time as opposed to trying to Google it and figure it out. So props to you. Thank you for being on the show. Y'all hear that, man? Y'all hear that? Yes, yes, that's good. Man, that's, it. that's good. That's good. We're going to do this here all day. Let's take questions from the audience. I know the lover wanted to say something, and I saw her unmute on my first, so we'll take the lover first, and then we will take the rest of you. The lover, there you go. Yeah, I was struggling to unmute. So you kind of answered my question, which is why I muted myself back. But I was just going to ask, how do you get started? Because I don't think my day is that exciting. I don't think my day is that interesting. Um, but without saying the name, someone on this call has said to me a couple of times that I should start a, a vlog or a podcast. And I've really been thinking about it. I just haven't done it because I don't see myself as that interesting. Hmm. Let me let me say something real quick. I'm glad. Yes, yes. I was just saying yeah. go to y'all because everyone says that, don't they? Mm. So, like, one thing that I keep in my head, I got to say to myself, is that I feel like everybody, every person out here in the world is a page in the book in life. And it's up to that person to deliver it to the world. And every day I think of that, and that's what helps me get more material or just reach out to different people because we all play an important, important role into like learning and just improving our, ourselves as we live. Great, great, fantastic answer. Ken, unless you respond to that too. Yeah, you, you, one thing I had to get over was I, I felt the same way. Like I'm, you know, I'm boring. Nobody wants to listen to me teach. You know, uh, I'm not the expert. Like there's people much better at, at what I do than I am. I, I'll be the first to admit it. Um, but I think that you have to start someplace and um, we've all got something that we think is kind of an average or not interesting thing that somebody else, like it's the world to them. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, I, I don't know how any better way to say it really. It's just, there, there's something that you do during your day. It might just be the, how you make a cup of coffee, you know, that, that might be something that's so, like, I never knew how to make a cup of coffee. So I might be the person that, now, now I do, obviously, but I might have been that person watching your podcast or listening to it and saying, oh, that's how I do it. That's the proper way to do it. So just, you know, don't, don't try to overthink it. Just literally turn on your phone and just start talking about what you did that day, no matter, no matter if you just went to the grocery store or something. Um, and then eventually the ideas are going to start flowing about how you can actually tie that into something that somebody's going to actually want to listen to. All right, I got that. You want to add in there, Chris? No, you said everything perfectly. Um, yeah, thinking, fantastic. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, just pretty much, um, I, the only thing I was going to add is like learning to 
have confidence within yourself. Because I think that is like the common thing I keep hearing is people are not confident. Like, oh, I don't think I have a story to tell. Or, or I don't think my uh, stories are interesting. But everything starts and begins with you. So if you start believing that I have a story to tell and much more, other people are going to start believing it too. It's just like, it's just a lot, I guess it's an energy. So if you start believing in things like that, naturally more people are going to be interested in what you have to say. Man, that was powerful. And that's absolute 100% facts. I couldn't disagree with that more. Any more questions from the audience? Okay, Daryl? Yes. Um, I'm, I'm receiving everything you guys are saying. And, and I've said this before. I am seriously stuck in what used to be as it relates to talking on the mic and getting in front of a camera. That is something that I got. I know I have to get over. I hear it all the time, but I'm still stuck there. And that is how it looks, how I sound. Um, all of that, man. I see you you're smiling, Chris, but it's serious, man. For whatever reason, you young people can get over it. But if you're in my generation, I'm stuck, man. I have a ton of stuff to say. I'm a better coach one-on-one than I am a group coach. And so I can go on and on and on and on when I'm in a private setting uh, with a one-on-one or, you know, a couple of people. But when I get in front of that camera doing speaking for years, I spoke for years. But when, when I did it in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s, everything had to be perfect. So okay. if you can tell me, uh, I don't know if you can or not, but, you know, to kind of give me an idea of what to do, man. This How is do really I, good. I, you, I'll go, can I go? Absolutely. Yeah. So what you pretty much sounded is like one of my close friends kind of very similar. And he has, he wants everything to be perfect. He has to be this, 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 this. He produces great work. Trust me. But one thing he is he's a, a bit of a perfectionist. One thing that I would say is just do it and just be okay with making the mistakes. Because if you keep thinking like, Oh, this gotta be perfect. Oh, this gotta be perfect. This gotta be perfect. You're never going to just take that first jump or step into getting yourself even better or just outside of that because it sounds like you just need to get outside of that and just do it and like learn from your mistakes and i think it's just the fear of making mistakes is probably what's slowing you down because you're thinking of what other people may think of their own opinions yeah and that's true enough. that's true so that's the psychological answer let me jump to ken real quick ken do you have an answer <laughs> Uh, so, so I'm, I'm naturally introverted. So when I started out, one of the things that helped me, uh, Daryl, as far as like the microphone, being on camera, that sort of stuff, um, was basically pretending that I was speaking to someone close to me. Um, so, you know, spouse, a friend, whatever. Uh, and just basically I'm having a conversation with them. The camera happens to be on, but I, I ignore that. And I kind of just focus on, I pretend that the camera is kind of weird and you have to get in your own head a bit here, but I pretend like the camera is them. And I'm just talking about whatever it is. And, and, and I had to, going along with what Chris said, I, I had to get over any type of like it's going to be perfect. In fact, my very first course, I'll tell you, was the worst thing you'll ever see in your life. And I will not share it. Uh, it is that bad. Uh, but, but the thing that helped me the most, like being on camera and, and getting more comfortable with it initially was just pretending that I was in that room. You know, So you, you mentioned you're good with the one-on-one -on -one sessions. Um, there might be something where, as, as I think Deanna um, had suggested in the, in the chat, get somebody in there and just film that, you know, and get yourself comfortable and critique yourself 
on camera in that one-on-one -on -one session and then you can eventually move into you know just being on camera yourself um, but for me the biggest thing that helped me was just pretending that I was talking to somebody I knew and that way I was real I was authentic I was laughing I was giggling probably was a little crazy if you think about it in context but uh, but you know it worked for me and then I the more I did it the more I got comfortable and um, you know the rest is history but um, that's my advice on that that's not just the internal thing it's it's something else to kind of to maybe try out to see if it works for you solid you. solid that was solid now here is law unmute your mic because I taught law <laughs> and he actually typed in chat the best as well, not best as the right practical answer because I'm extremely practical law why did you say that you talking about the last message I just typed in yes okay so I stated record your one-on-one that's your product and the reason why I say that because you never know who that's gonna help but that's what gets you out there me doing my 30 days of live became my product and then from there I started to create this book and then I started to speak more but it makes you comfortable so you don't have to figure it out just do it because you are great so if you're great in private then do it in private there's nothing wrong with that because there someone's gonna get so much more from it because you're so great in private now law let me let me stick with you real quick because I challenge you to do that 30 days you're the second person to ever do it I've challenged thousands of people to do it law is building a full career off of this right now and I told him just do it one-on-one. -on -one. So, Law, real quick, and then I'm going to double back to the, to the chat and then help Daryl out. When you would take us through your process of that 30-day challenge and then some of the, challenge, the struggle, because you text me like, bro, I got to go an hour. Right? <laughs> Give us all that because it's about to help Daryl out. Okay, so the first initial process of it all was um, Antonio had asked me, what is it that hurts your heart and what are you willing to die for? And for me, it was complacency. Somebody write that down in chat. Write that down in chat. Yes. So what, Ask yourself what's the question, hurts your what hurts yeah. your heart? No, go ahead, Law. And for me, it was complacency. The reason why I say that is because dealing with my own personal life and, and how I grew up and what I've seen is that complacency has kept a lot of my family members back from accomplishing a lot of the things that they wanted to in life. Whereas with me, I was the first one to really travel the world. I was the first one to get my degree. I was the first one to do this, to do that, to do that. And there's eight children and I'm not even the eldest, but that's because that's what I wanted to do. So in creating that, that, um, the product of releasing complacency that's that's what started it and then also he asked me what are you willing to die for sometimes you have to process what it is that you're willing to die for and for me it was my younger nephew who looks just like me he is very much similar to me as far as his thought process and what he wants to accomplish with his life you know that there's so much that he can do and i'm constantly just telling him hey look you can do this don't let no one tell you anything it doesn't matter where you grew up at we all live in the hood we come from hood it doesn't matter what counts is what's here and don't let anyone make you succumb to anything else. And then from there, I actually researched what complacency was. Um, there were so many different levels and so many different aspects of complacency, and that's what I came up with for the next 30 days. And I even threw in complacency within relationships, because sometimes we get complacent within our own relationships. So I, I throw another piece of um, personal intimate complacency as well, how to release that. So the journey starts with, with uh, 12 different pitfalls of you being complacent and then 12 ways to overcome that as well as the last part was uh for 
different ways to overcome complacency within your relationship. And then we'll be recording that. I just put it out there. And there were some days that it just drove me crazy because I didn't know if it was, if it wasn't long enough, did I do good? Was it this? Was it that? And Antonio was just telling me, you know, we we'll just keep pushing forward. And even during that year, I was also dealing with my father going back and forth in the hospital. He spent a yeah. month in the hospital. The same month that I was doing my 30 day lives, I was yep. in the hospital going to work, coming back, wake up at five. I was so tired that month. But when I'm determined to complete something, nothing is going to stop me. And it never has. So you just got to push through. And that's just to show you that what you're doing means that you're heading in the right track because things are always going to jump in your way no matter what. That's just telling you, hey, look, you're heading in the right direction. You keep pushing forward because more things are going to keep on jumping in front of you to stop you. But no. That's just telling you. Because okay, Daryl doesn't have a push through problem. He got a get started problem. Okay. But you, you, no, you, you, you're right on point. Law, let's keep going with you real quick. This is fantastic. And then we're going to get back to Daryl. We're going to get back to our two hosts, our two co hosts today. I want to show you how to pop in investing. I want to show you how the power of content. Law, how did you record these 30 days of videos that you now have? Did you spend a lot of money? No, I didn't spend a lot of money, which is insane. Because <laughs> when I first started my YouTube, I spent more money starting my YouTube than I did with doing these Facebook Live. So it was insane. I actually used the same MacBook that you're seeing me on right now. Just like that. And you did Facebook Live Correct. to record it for him. And I gave him an option. You can do it in a private group where no one sees. You can go on your page. He went on this public page. And I love that he did that. Because Law, did you just replay all 30 again? I did. And the insane, <laughs> it, was, it was a beautiful thing because I didn't physically have to do those lives. It's a program that you can use OBS to actually replay those lives. And again, you never know who hasn't seen that content. So many people haven't seen that content. So it was new for them. Law, did anybody say, oh, man. You posted this already. Did anybody tell you that? Nope. No. <laughs> nope. I'm, trying to hit, I'm trying to hook y'all up, right? Now, Law, what did that content do for you in reference to a new partnership engagement that you're going through right now? Okay, so that, uh, that journey helped to jumpstart the book that I'm working on and then also a workshop that I created called Master Your Choice. And I'm actually uh, partnering, partnering with the New York State Department with that. I'm getting ready to actually start teaching that course soon. Law, Law, so, I need you to be old, Law. You said, I need you to be old. <laughs> take that pause, take that pause. I need you to, I need you to, I need, I need you to pause because they didn't hear you say that you had Daryl's problem and then you threw the content out anyway. And a year later, you're now partnered with New York State. They did not hear you say that. So I need you to say it over again. And when you get to that, I need you to pause like an old man. You know, I'm so humble. These things just go right over. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So, a year ago, this started this journey. And then from putting that out, I've been working on this book. And then it caught the attention of some of the people within my community. And it was like, hey, look, this is awesome. And then from there, we decided to partner with New York State to get the course in there. So this weekend, well, no, actually next weekend. <laughs> That's a big deal, man. That's a big deal, man. That's a big deal. Okay, let's pause with you real quick, Lob. I'm sorry. I'll just go back to Daryl. Now, here is the practicality of the question. 
It's Ken and Chris already said it. They just keep using the word document. Law just gave you the definition of documenting. Listen to what he said. Antonio asked me what breaks my heart. What am I willing to die for? And all Law did was document each thought of that. He, can't, he wrote down 30 thoughts of it and just talked about it. And he talked about it with his non-interesting life. And now New York State is emailing him, asking him his speaker fee, which I had to help him negotiate. You, you know what I'm saying? So that is that here? Yes, yes. So in practicality, and, and it's not, he's, I mean, Daryl's problem is fair. It's right. It is. And he's right to say that us young folk can just go because we, we built this. Right? We, this is this is us. This is our. These are our applications. Facebook was ours. YouTube was ours, right? And we never had. We we never not had permission to just do what we wanted to do. So it's easy for us. Is that fair? When you're a baby boomer, almost baby boomer, past that and stuff, it's a bit harder. So let's let Daryl before he explain. I want Daryl to tell us to receive what he got because that's gonna help other people because everyone receives differently. And then I'm, then you can speak freely after that, Daryl. Tell us what you got and then you can say whatever you wanna say after that. Okay, so it's pretty much the same as what I always get. And when I said, I, I don't have a challenge with speaking in front of a crowd, not at all. In fact, I love doing that. My challenge in doing that is that I have to feel and be perfect. I'm a chef too, so I'm a perfectionist when it comes to food and that kind of spills over and everything else. So my challenge is again, as much as you say this to me, it's uh -huh. I still gotta look good. I was gonna do a video today. I gotta go get and it's I'm just stuck. I don't know what it's gonna take. I know you say just do it and maybe I just have to do it my way until I get unstuck, until I get tired enough that I get on there with my gray in my beard and just do it. Yeah. But, you know. So. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. And you know yeah. what? I'm glad you brought it up. Maybe I just got to do it my way to get stuck. That's actually a viable option because it's still getting started, right? It's still moving forward. It's still moving forward. There's something that Law said that I really just want to point out again. It, because Daryl said, I'm good at one-on-one. -on -one. Well, then, you know what? Put a tripod up and record that one-on-one. -on -one. Be natural. And then it will be perfect because you're good at one-on-one, right? Writing the gifts. He also said the same thing in comment to someone else. I think it was the lover. I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm interested. He said, well, then talk about how you're boring, right? <laughs> I'm such a very boring person and people will listen to that. You get it? Okay. Thank you, Daryl. Thank you. Thank you, Law. Great feedback. Let's come back up to, let's switch over to Ken real quick. Ken, how in the hell? Do you reach 2.2 million people? Can you please? Can you please tell us how to get to 2.2 million? Forget, forget the whole what you do. How can we get 2.2 million people? Come on, tell us that. How did you do it? Two, two, two words, network effects. Uh, that, that's a simplistic thing. Um, you've, you've got to do many things as part of that. So network effects, the whole concept is like keep people engaged on the – so, Chris, like you're building out a platform. That's one of the key components of that is – getting people engaged and excited and, and really feeling like they're invested in whatever that thing is. So platform, you know, groups, whatever. Um, you've got to get people invested in that. So the way I do that, like naturally, 
Um, and of course, I've got SEO and, and some marketing dollars behind me to get to that level. But um, I hit some pretty decent numbers on my own with zero marketing dollars. And the way I did that is I was always answering questions, always asking for referrals, always giving back, you know, going without sleep, just always, always, always giving back. And I still do that to this day. Um, and at first when you're doing that, nothing happens, like nothing happens. And you're like, oh, this is terrible. It's not going to work out. It's, you know, all those doubts start creeping in your head. And then all of a sudden, like, um, for me, uh, I'll, I'll share one of my first uh, stories for the cyber stuff. I created a practice test for an exam that I failed the first time. I passed it the sixth, uh, second time. There was no materials out there for it, for people to really use to pass it. People were frustrated in the industry, like nobody was passing this thing. I passed it, and I was like, all right, let me create something for everybody else. So I created it, uh, got some negative feedback right away. They're like, you suck, I hate this thing. I'm like, well, how can I improve it, you know? Uh, and so they gave me the feedback, and I made those changes. I had to go without sleep for uh, a couple weeks while I made those changes, and then as soon as I put that in, almost like within 30 days, like a quadrupled, the number of students and then it just kept growing from there and I just kept giving and giving and giving. So um, I think the I think the mistake a lot of people make is they they think that they don't have to do anything like just because they put out content like oh everyone's gonna show up you know and you'll get some people to show up but like if you're not continuing to give value people are gonna start filtering away or you know they're gonna start they're like they're not gonna share it with other people so just always always over deliver. Um, I know you if you read marketing books and if you listen to Antonio's teachings you'll hear that uh, but you really have to do that. No matter what you're doing, just over deliver all the time, and eventually, it's like a it's like a snowball um, going down the hill, right? So like I can I can go down the I'm going to go down the hill anyways, right? If I'm rolling down the hill, I'm going down anyways. I might as well make the biggest snowball instead of like stopping myself at each stop, and then like jumping to the next one or something like that, and staying a little snowball. I'm just going to keep going with the momentum. So I need to keep giving and giving so I can get bigger and bigger and bigger. So I'm the biggest snowball at the end of the at the end of the hill. Um, for those of you like Antonio that grew up in the South with no snow, you may not understand what that is. But uh, <laughs> no snow, no for, snow. For everyone else, I know law. I know you know snow up in New York, law. Um, but that that's kind of the best analogy, right? You you don't stop yourself, and just always give back. Um, and it, you're gonna have to sacrifice. I mean, that's that's reality. You're gonna have to sacrifice sleep. Um, hopefully not relationships, but definitely sleep. Things you want to do, hang out with friends, that sort of stuff. But if you if you really feel like you've got some message or gift to give people, you have a duty to get out there and give it to them. You know, like I, like I know that people relate to my teaching style and I reach a lot of people by doing that. And when I, as soon as I realized that, I was like, well, I, I can't stop. You know, like I've got to, I've got to, I mean, for anyone that sees me on LinkedIn, I've, I changed my goal to 5 million this year of people I want to educate. Um, and next year it's going to be 10, 20, you know, like I'm, I'm not going to stop because I have a responsibility to the world. Um, as Chris kind of mentioned earlier, we're like we're e we're each a page in the book of life, and it's up to you to make that the best page possible in that entire book, right? So you've got everyone's got a certain purpose here, um, without getting too spiritual or any of that stuff. But everyone's got a certain purpose here, and it's up to you to figure out what that is and and roll with it. So that's my uh, law. Say go for it. It's the spirituality law. Say go for it. <laughs> he want he want all the smoke. That's it. <laughs> Don't confuse over-delivering with over-preparation. Two different ends of the stick. Over-delivering is out to your audience. Over-preparation is you into you 
when you're getting ready to get ready to get ready to get ready to get ready, right? Those two different things. Chris, back to you. Uh, let's just say real quick before Chris, uh, can I touch oh, on sure. that? Uh, can I touch on that, Antonio? Yeah. So the yeah. Um, the second course I ever put out. So the first one was terrible. Uh, second was ter terrible too, by the way, uh, in case you're wondering. But uh, the the second course I put out took me almost a year because I was trying to be a perfectionist, and I literally, oh, this isn't good enough. This isn't good enough. Well, come to find out, when I finally it was good enough and I put it out, everyone hated it. So uh, just you know, I know Chris and Antonio, myself, we've been talking law. We've been talking about just like do stuff, get it done. The reason for that is because you don't know what your audience is going to like care about. So you might think it's the greatest thing ever and you're taking all that time and spending all that time and nobody cares about it. But, but had you just gotten started, you would have figured out that nobody cares and you would have moved to the thing that everyone was waiting for, you know, and, and you're, you know, you're, you're delaying yourself. So, I just want to share yeah. that like I that second course took me like a year to put out and it was worthless in my opinion it didn't really do anything um, and, and I learned quickly like I shouldn't be a perfectionist let me just get it out I mean you'll see you know if you look at some of my early courses for cybersecurity they, some of those suck in my opinion but <laughs> I, I can relate I got something like yeah. that too exactly I got some I frequently like to redistribute material repurpose it I have a so I go on my YouTube and I go in video manager and it's got all these numbers, you know, one through 10. Cause I got like over 800 videos. There's a certain number I always stop at Cause I'm like, yeah, anything beyond that one is trash. It's, it's, it's stupid stuff. I'm not repurposing none of this, right? It's probably not trash, but it's me going, yeah, that's, that's that whack stuff. Exactly. Before I come back to you, Chris, we're going to give Vastine the floor real quick. He's going to go backwards a little bit to what he had. 15 minutes ago, then I'm going to let him talk about some more stuff here in the present as well. So, Vastine, you have the floor. Tell us what you wanted to tell us about 15 minutes ago, and then you can also comment on things you're hearing and receiving right now. Hold on, I think I can unmute you. Give me a second. Okay, now you got to do it on your end. It's not letting me do it. There you go. Okay, Chris, Ken, uh, you guys have really blown me away right now. And uh, I, I wish I'd had this. I hate to be in that mode of I wish I could have, should have. But uh, what I'm getting from the podcast is really an electronic journal, visual journal. If, would I be correct in saying that? Yes. Because when, when I think about some years ago, I was sitting on a concrete platform. It was a gun turret. I'd just come out of the, uh, the chamber, the cells where Nelson Mandela had spent 27 years incarcerated. And when I came out, it was raining. I could see penguins walking around the, the area where I was sitting. And the park rangers came about because now that Robin Island is now a, a national park. I had so many stories that, that, he, that erupted within my soul after coming out of that jail cell. But I had no way to convey this message, not even with my wife who was traveling with me because oftentimes she says I'm too passionate about things. So if I'm hearing you correctly, this is the kind of food that, that feeds us daily. And I go through these rituals every day of my life. I go to bed thinking about things that I really can't share. But I think as I'm listening to you and Ken talk tonight, 
this is my this is my voice this is my vehicle to unleash and to to give birth to all of these stories within me because i think i've aborted too many babies in my life in my mind and i just want to thank you all because uh, this is the right time in my life right now and i think through antonio and his teachings and being surrounded by all of you who are struggling and because we're all struggling i think we're not trying to make a perfect human being but have a better life and i think and i love you all for it and thank you <laughs> yeah, wonderful 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 yeah they, they clap it for you receive your claps receive your claps receive your claps that that's powerful and, and i want you uh, he, he's aborted some dreams in his mind. Can I, I heard that. Yes, Chris, go ahead, please. Yeah. So I feel like because a lot of times I have a lot of ideas and like hitting my head. And as soon as they come to me, I just let them out. But one thing I, I do want to say, like, if it is really hitting you or like constantly on your mind and just kind of it's, it's like it's inside of you. And it's like it's time for me to be free. And I feel like you need to let all these thoughts out there to be free because you never know the amount of impact that you can leave on the world today. So it's up to you. I just put this like a slang word to pull the trigger and let it go. Thank you. And I have one other statement, if I can. I had an argument with a friend last Friday when I, when the discovery of the little girl, Malia, here in the Houston area was discovered in Arkansas. And talking to this woman that I've known for a number of years, and I was so, if I if I had used that energy that was pent up inside of me, and she went about to say, oh, you're having a bad day. No, I'm having a good day. The bad day is for a child that, that left this world at the hands of someone that had a sick mind. So if, if I utilize my podcast in the future, in the days to come, uh, because I'm very passionate about life and living. I don't want to confuse life and living. It's like life and death. Uh, most of us are afraid of death, but it's dying that's most fearful because we, I don't know how I'm going to leave this world, but death in itself is the end of dying. And that's my mission. That's my goal in life is to get us ready for whatever awaits us as human beings. And again, Antonio, and to all of you, you, the people who assist you and all of those you've taught and assist you in this effort, I, I thank you and God bless all of you. Thank you. I sure appreciate you. I sure appreciate you. That, yeah, I'm over here. Amen. I want to show you something real quick. We're going to pause real quick because there are, there's two more people who know how to monetize their professionalism. And that's Phil and Susan. So we're going to have them talk real quick. But before we do that, I'm going to use sharing my screen as a transition for them to get ready because they're going to teach you real quick of how to actually get paid from speaking and some of the stuff, you know, how they got started. And one of the things that Susan teaches so well, Phil and Susan teach so well, is what to expect when you when you show up on stage how what time to show up and should you check the sound first and all this stuff but i'll let them do that so let me just transition to my screen here briefly and i'm showing you my email i want to show you two emails this is uh -oh. this is a an agency i suppose one just one of them 
that sends me money. Money, money, money. Everybody, everybody like money? No, nobody like money? Okay, good. <laughs> good, so this is from May 31st, so that's what? A couple days ago, it's not too long ago. I am pleased to present, now, and now in fairness though, Gianna handles all this, okay? And in fairness, if you want your, if you want your podcast monetized, you should pay the DeMarie Group. I'm just telling you that right now, okay? And all of my advertisement dollars come from Deanna. Now, with Deanna and Grace, I am pleased to present to you four-episode order from BetterHelp. And then they're telling me all about this here, right? And it's pre-rolls, blah, blah, blah. Just know that I don't even know what BetterHelp is. I had to actually go look them up to approve them to make sure that they brand match with mine. That's number one. And I want to scroll down. Let's see. I believe. Okay, here we go. Boom. Look at the payout. Yeah, see that? I need to. I don't know if I can blow it up. But is it? Can anybody use six hundred eighty-six dollars for running your mouth? Yes. Yeah, we'll take it. Okay. And then check this out. Since I document and I don't create, I don't even sit and do a podcast. I need you to get this. I need you to get this special training from the Bureau of Diamond Speakers. Since it ain't a keynote, can't really go in keynote. And it's not really a class. It can't really go in a class. I'm putting it on my podcast. They missed it. And I'm going to send it to Chris and Kid so they can do what they want to do with it. <laughs> you get it? We all looking for content. I'm going to send it to Lawson t -Spoke. He can do what he want to do with it. See, thank you. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> you, are you getting it? You get it? Who wouldn't want I, I don't sit and do a podcast. I'm always speaking. I'm always talking. I'm always on stage. I'm always something. I just strip the audio because I do what Chris say. I document. And they pay. This is one people paying me $686. That's because of the Marie Group. Don't get it twisted. That's my earnings. That's not what they're getting charged. Company taking theirs and they sending me $686 for running my dog on mouth. Come on, man. I passed the church for four years before I got $686. <laughs> Let me tell you, because you passed a small church, look, you, you praying for stuff. You understand what I'm saying? You praying for stuff. Now, it just finds me because I got started and I kept moving forward. So let me pause real quick. That's a great jump off for Phil and Susan. If you can unmute your mic, come in your own way. Definitely talk about those expectations. Well, there's two things you all talk about very well, and then I'll let you lead in your own way about how you get 50% of your money up front, and then also when to show up to an engagement and what to look for, and et cetera. I'll let you do those two things, and you can do, it, do what you want after that. But go ahead. Well, for, first of all, Antonio, if I may be, take the liberty to uh, mm -hmm. correct you, in terms of you get paid to run in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really sure, believe, I really believe, no, I more than believe, I know you get paid for adding value. Well, that's fair. That's, that's what you that get paid fair. for. I mean, that anybody can, anybody can run their mouth. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's easy. But to provide value, to take content and create context that the audience that is listening to you, whether it's however many ways you put it out there, get something from what you say that you go, man, 
That's what I need right now. I can't thank him enough. And they remember you. And that may segue into how you really start creating value in the marketplace and make money. And I've said this before, but I think it bears repeating. Everybody, I want you to think of a speaker that you sat in an audience. And by the way, I think the meeting room environment, there's a bigger need for it and more now than anybody because of the amount of time people spend in front of screens. And we, we became a species because of tribal, because we sat around and we were a tribe. And I believe the actual physical meetings of getting together is going to, to there's going to be a pendulum swing and people are going to need more and more of this. And that's why what we do is going to be more and more valuable in the marketplace that we're able to take a room and create an environment where people can appreciate each other and then learn from each other in a live session. So that's why what we're doing here is critically important. So it all starts with when people call you up and say, what do you talk about? Many times I'll say, I don't know. They go, you don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You've been doing this since you were 28 and you're 67 and you don't know what you talk about? And I go, exactly. They go, what? I say prescription without examination and diagnosis is malpractice. You know, I got to know what your audience needs first. And so we have what we call questions for customizing your enjoyable solutions. Our mission is to create results through enjoyable solutions. So I need to find out what results the client wants to create. And then I'll put together a program based on those results where we can get the people to actually, when I'm done speaking, go out there and implement these ideas. So when you think back and you sat in your meetings, what really got a, got a speaker? A speaker said something in a way, their style, that you got it to the extent that you went out and did something with their information. And if everybody on this call can make a commitment that I'm going to be the kind of presenter that people get what I'm saying to the extent that they go out and act on it, then you will start to create a momentum. You will start to create waves. You will start to create a reputation in the marketplace that when people come to your program, they hear things that then they can go take and use and improve their lives. And if you focus everything around that, that's where you can differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Now, a lot of times I'll tell the clients, by the way, how many direct reports do you have? And he or she will say, oh, five, seven. If they say six or more, I say, boy, that's a lot of people. They go, yeah. Well, we want to find out what they're thinking. Oh, yeah. Hey, why don't you have, you can print a hard copy of my questions for customizing off my website. Why don't you give it to them and ask them to fill that out and get them back to you and find out what they're looking for? Oh, yeah. Well, let me tell you about who do you report to. Well, I report to Betty. Well, we want to make sure Betty's happy. Yeah, we want to make sure Betty's happy. Well, why don't we get Betty one of these questions for customizing your enjoyable solutions, have her fill it out, get it back to me. Now, trust me, I get four to five to six of those questionnaires filled out in front of me. Does that increase my chances of closing that transaction? I think so. <laughs> so as long as you're always focusing on what the needs of the clients are and what they're trying to accomplish and then you're just a facilitator you know and I've said this before I've seen this business evolve and it's like TV we had soap operas then we had talk shows what do we have today is reality TV you know, there's today's audiences either want to be the stars or they want to be able to relate to the stars. So even though you may be the presenter, I believe in today's marketplace, you need to think of yourself as a facilitator. 
And when I was listening to Chris and I was listening to Ken talk, that's what they eventually evolved into. Through their just going out there and doing it, they developed a, a process where they're creating concepts that facilitate to the people that are listening to them to allow them to have a better life. And it just goes by doing it. So that's kind of how you start to build a reputation. Now, I always show up an hour before anything starts. So even if it's an after-dinner speech and cocktails start at 5, I'm there at 4. Why? Because I want to take ownership of that room. I want to be able to change the lighting. Lights full up. I want to be able to move around the chairs. I want to be able to take the head table that's up on a riser that's at the edge that if I don't get there early, I'm stuck behind the podium, and that's not my style. So I'm able to pull the tables back to give me enough room in front of those tables so I can walk back and forth and, and create the environment I want to create. See, you need to remember, and even when you're doing these videos, that how long do people stay and pay attention to things? Eight seconds. Every eight seconds, you that are listening, even now, you go somewhere else. Now, whether I get you back the next eight seconds is the challenge. Because you're always going back and forth. Watch any TV show and count. You cannot count till five and they change the scene on you. Just try it. Go 1,001 1, 1, and they'll change the scene on you because they're wanting to keep it on bringing you back. And that's why as you're presenting, you want to present in a way in which you're always bringing people back to you, whether it's changing the volume of your voice or pausing or changing the pace of your voice or slowing down or making loud or make it quiet. And then as you walk and as you use your hands, all those are part of what you develop as you do this. There's a thing called regression to the mean. When you first start, whether it's a podcast or whether it's a speech, your best speech is, 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 is there and then your worst speech is there. And there's a gap. Now, as you go through the process, that best speech starts getting higher, higher, and your worst speech ever gets a lot better than what your best speech ever was. And that's why Chris and Ken gave us the best example and then law of going out there and just doing it, you know, just go out there and get it done. You know, Woody Hayes says you make your best improvement between your first and second game. So that's why you got to just go out there and, and put it out there. Uh, I always have handouts at every one of my speeches. A couple reasons. Number one, I believe it increases my chances of people taking my information and using it. And number two, on every page of my handout is my contact information. So I've got my contact information out there that in case somebody wants to get in touch with me or turn something over, the people go back to their companies, God, I heard this speaker. Boy, they really made a difference in my life. You should call them and give them the information. So th those are a few things. Always have a prepared introduction that you send them and always bring an extra one with you because nine times out of ten, they lost it in some place during the process and you got to give them the extra one. Um, have pens or pencils. Now I keep my extra pens or pencils at, up at the podium because I asked, does anybody need a pen or a pencil? Then I get it to him and I make that as a point. I anticipated your needs. I put myself in your perspective. I assume that some of you may not have had a pen or a pencil and I brought some with me. So that's a point I made and I actually demonstrated the point by my behavior. Um, anything else, Antonio, that you, you, you want me to talk about? No, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. I sure appreciate you. I sure appreciate it. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's crap. That's beautiful. 
Thank you very much. You brought up some really, really good points, but I love the reality TV. Well, that's not what you said. I love from the soap operas to the talk shows. In the middle. Daytime TV, yeah, talk, talk shows to reality TV. And that we either want to be the star or relate to the stars. I think that's spot on. I, I absolutely think that's spot on. Thank you very much, Phil. Yeah, I still appreciate and I, and, you. And I, and I make all sure. my clients understand that I never want to be king. Merlin had the better gig. Think about it. Do you want to be king or do you want to be Merlin? I want to be Merlin. I want to show up, make my magic, leave, and then call me if you need me. I'm going somewhere else. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fair. The king gets his head chopped off. That's for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. Appreciate your kid. I mean, Phil, love you. Act if you're willing to love you, love you more. Phil acts, I mean, Ken acts, yeah. are you willing to share the document and questionnaire in this group? Are yeah, you if you just to go to, that? if you go to humorconsultants.com and go to questions for customizing your enjoyable solutions, they're right there on the website. Boom, there it is right there. Someone put that in the chat for me so it could be there for later. Humorconsultants.com. Right, and then you can create you. your own questions based on your style and your topics all and right so let's do that joe yeah one thing phil said um that meetings are still there and if you think that there aren't meetings there are meetings going on every day all over the country there are conventions going on every day all over the country i when you were talking about going to new york i remember going to new york phil spoke for success magazine they put us up in one of the top hotels. We were able to take our children. We saw everything in New York City. We went to Ellis Island. Our kids have traveled the country growing up with us, seeing things that they never would have been able to see if we weren't in this industry. And being part of this group already is gonna increase your odds of being successful and just being part of this, talking about that, having all those other values that you get from being part of AWS University is going to help you. But there are specific things that we'll be teaching in October um, and a little bit as we go along that will help you. But you can, you can find meetings in your area. You can just Google it, find out what, what association, what events are going on, what regional meetings, what national meetings. And then you find you just keep searching deeper, and you find out um, who the meeting planner is. And you call up and you say, "Are you using outside speakers for this event?" And then you start building the relationship. And you want to start at the smaller level and then build up, because if you do a, a meeting for an organization, then the next time they have a regional event, and then next a, a national event, and you just build up to those events good stuff sure appreciate you thank you very much let's go to humanconsultants.com because it, it will show the search engine that other links are going to them and they'll pop higher on google give me a few more minutes i want to go back to our two hosts chris and ken i want to ask them two more different questions chris i want you to give us the worst thing you totally did building this brand buddy I don't look, don't, 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 don't jive me now. Don't shuck and jive me. I won't. 
Yes, I want the worst one. Okay, the one you like, hey, I should have did that at all. Give me that and also give me how you recovered from it. If if you recovered. <laughs> you know, you always got to recover. Whew, the worst one. I think the worst one is when I, like, so, are the podcast episodes I done? I want to make sure I. Your whole, so Chris has a Souls production. Everything he does his whole, so you, you can take them all into your whole production company. Mm-hmm. Your whole production company, your whole community. We're, we're going to get to the community later, but your whole production company, including podcasts, you can include any of those mistakes. Yes, and so my worst mistake out of all of that, right? Ooh. I think the yep. worst. <laughs> <laughs> I think like the worst one is actually kind of recently, but I bounced back from that. Is uh, in a business, I made a huge mistake of not paying attention and got hit by someone giving me by fraudulent uh, a fraudulent cashier's check. So like mm. that whole experience of just kind of like not being aware and to say, oh, it's a cashier's check because I accept online transactions and things like that for my services, and just to let that slide and then to see the bank. <laughs> Nothing will wake you up more. Then you driving through Houston, everything all good, and the bank is calling you and telling you, "Yeah, we had to uh, pull out about two grand from your account." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> so that whole experience, right there, mm. like you know, I know most people would have just panicked. Of course, in the moment, I was like upset and things like that. But that's when my mind started. But all right, cool. That's in the past. But now we got to start moving forward. So I just started thinking logically. What should I do now? Did this, this, this got this person made a set and I just focused on sales and stuff like that just to get back on track. The main thing is staying disciplined and being aware that you're going to face trials and errors in business or in everyday life. But it's not how you um, get just get knocked down, but it's how you fight through it and the mission, the, um, the learning lessons you learn through going through that to survive because that gives the messages and going back to this podcast and all that to uh, give to others so they can receive that value information so they won't make the mistakes and then they see the value that you gave to them. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. But I'm, I'm taking $2,000 out of my account. I'm fighting words there, boy. I take <laughs> I tell you, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Ken, I want the worst thing you you did and how you recovered if you did. Well, I did. This was a lesson I had to learn early on about um, protecting my time. And so when I started out with online courses, I listened to people that were at least what I deemed successful. I listened to what they were telling me. And, um, and, and uh, this is, some people may conflict with what I'm about to say on, on methods. But um, what I started out doing is if anyone, if I noticed anyone was like taking my course content, putting it on their own site or anything like that, I, mean, I spent hours and hours and hours doing the, you know, Google has a form you can do for a digital millennial uh, copyright claims. And I spent hours just pasting that with links and sending it off to Google and ah, I'm showing you. Uh, mm-hmm. And I wasn't marketing my course. I wasn't doing anything. This was that first course that was terrible, by the way. Um, and I wasn't uh, doing anything to market the course, grow the course, listen to student feedback, n- none of that. I was all wrapped up in this, I'm going to protect my content stuff. And I finally had to come to the realization of like, okay, I can either spend all my time doing this or I can focus on like building course, you know, creating content, building courses, making stuff better, you know, teaching people, you know, just trying to grow this thing or I can, you know, spend all this time chasing down people that would never buy from me anyways. 
Um, and so for me, that was a, a lesson I had to learn of, all right, wh which one do I deem more important, right? Um, and I think uh, Mark Davenport is probably the person that says it the best. Uh, I think you've said it too, Antonio, but basically with a balance sheet, are you going to look at all the expenses or, or are you just going to make more money? Um, and so I, I focus on, you know, the top half. I'm, I'm trying to build revenue, right? I'm not, I'm not you know, if expenses don't matter if I'm making so much money. That, that cup of coffee at Starbucks is it, nothing, you know, if I'm making millions. That, that, that one cup of coffee doesn't matter. And so I had to come to that realization of like, am I going to take all my time and, and put it over here or am, or am I not going to? Um, and thankfully, I, I made the right decision in my mind because – now that I've got hacking skills, I realize that like if they want your content, they're going to take it. Um, it doesn't matter what you do. Uh, and so for me, that, that would have been a huge time waster. And all those people that I listened to, that I initially was listening to on that particular platform, all of them within like six months of me listening to them initially were like no longer on the platform. Like they were not popular because they focused all their energy on chasing down people that were never going to pay, trying to fight them instead of focusing on the students that were paying and trying to deliver more value to them. So that was my... My early on lesson, fortunately, I learned that early on, uh, and I focused on just, again, giving value and, and adjusting, growing uh, as a person, growing as an instructor, and, um, I mean, that's paid off dividends over the years. Good stuff, man. I sure appreciate both of you for helping me add so much great value. Chris, can you tell us how to reach? Actually, wait, wait. Let me go. I said two more things I wanted to do. So Chris is now starting Soul Productions University. I'll be watching. I'll be watching, my man. I'll be watching. <laughs> you I'll be watching. Yes, yes. I'll be watching. I'll be watching, my man. Now, Chris, why are you starting your own university? And give us, give us the real reason, okay? Give us the real reason because it's obviously community-based reason. I'm yes. So, like, the real reason is because, of course, like, you can go through workshops and learning life experiences and things like that. But the main thing is people either on social media, in person, or after a networking event are coming to me asking me questions. I'm like, the speaker was over there or the, that was their workshop. But just because of my responses, they're asking like, oh, can we uh, set up a meeting and talk a little bit more about this? Or, hey, I'm trying to start my business. Or, how do you feel about this situation? I was like, and then it's just like, as I kept getting these kind of questions, I was like, okay. If this thing is not just happening once, but it's constantly hitting me over and over again, that may be a sign I need to start something uh, to start giving value to other people. And I was like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and shoot for this one. Let me uh, start like my own university and see how this goes. Mm -hmm. So if I can keep a faith and just go from there. Yeah, I pay attention to that. His, he got so much better at his job, his audience forced him to become bigger in his job. A shit filet. Cherie Cathy. Cherie Cathy said, I don't want, if we get better, our customers will force us to get bigger. That's what happened to Chris. Congratulations, Chris. Proud of you, man. Drop the link in chat so they can go ahead and, and, and connect with you on an individual basis. Ken, here you are trying to reach 5 million people, but now you're doing something a tad bit differently. You're now connecting your brand with powerful business people. Why are you doing that now, and how do you plan on reaching 5 million people? Well, um, so traditionally, I mean, there's a limited number in cybersecurity as an industry. Um, and so 
one thing I kind of realized is that one of the overarching things uh, for many people in the industry and many Americans is living paycheck to paycheck, right? So um, I, I've tried to help people get better financial freedom. And one of the reasons I'm kind of pivoting to um, partnerships with uh, specifically like ATS Business University stuff is to give people that education because I didn't have it growing up at all. I mean, I grew up poor and, and um, had lots of bad advice, as many of us probably have. Uh, and so I, I, I noticed that when people are, the people that, in, that are in cybersecurity that um, are financially okay, they can focus better on their jobs, right? They can make things more secure. They can learn things. They can, you know, you can go to all these trainings and all this stuff because you have the money to do so, uh, as opposed to the other people that are trying to struggle and do all these other things. So um, one of the things that, that I've, I felt needed to happen is that I needed to bridge the gap between all these geeky people in cybersecurity and the rest of the world. Um, and that's one of the things I, I'm really trying to do is, is because I have a knack for both the business and, and the tech side. Um, so I'm really trying to bridge both those, you know, hidden worlds, so to speak, of, of that and try to uh, basically get people, um, you know, like, like Antonio or someone that, well, Antonio is tech savvy, but people that aren't tech savvy, kind of more into tech, more comfortable with technology type of stuff. And, and, and then the flip side of people that are all technical, getting them more comfortable with like, you know, speaking to people, right? Or finances or, you know, what, whatever it is, or, or, you know, starting their own businesses or podcasts or YouTube channels. Um, so I'm, I guess I'm trying to, uh, I guess, be that ambassador that kind of bridges the gaps of both of those overarching industries and merging them together um, to help, you know, like I said, 5 million people this year. Um, I'm hoping to surpass that and uh, hit like 10 million by the end of the year. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So oh, you're going to do that with me alone. There it is. Well, Ken and Chris, I appreciate you. Law, thank you for your help. Phil and Susan, thank you for your help. And Daryl and Lelover and everybody else who has questions, thank you as well. Join us next week because I'm going to, you know, you're not even ready for what I'm, who I'm bringing in next week. You're not even ready for it, but I'm going to do it anyway so you can have it. As far as me being tech savvy, I'm not tech savvy because I'm a millennial. I'm tech savvy because I come from a town of 48,000 people and I want it out. <laughs> Small towns can be a blessing. Chris yeah. knows that. Yeah. Antonio <laughs> T. Smith Jr., you can't play better. You can't dominate. All right, everybody. Thank you for dealing with us. See you next week. I want to talk to you about your goals and your dreams. What are you waiting for? You waiting for someone to dress you in success? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Life was meant to be about laughter, joy, and abundance. There's no shortage of money, and success is your moral obligation. But you're still in a thinking mode. Haven't quite worked your way to saying yes. It's time for you to work, grind. Your business needs you to move from a walk to a run. You have been praying for this opportunity. You've been waiting for owners who will look out for your best interest and send most of the money back into the field. Well, ATS is that company. This is what you have been praying for. So now it's on you. Will you care enough about your business to actually take all the freshman level classes? Will you care enough about your business to move towards the sophomore classes and beyond? Over here, we're giving away all the information that takes you to get the six and seven figures and beyond. Over here, we're not satisfied until 97% of our company is actually making money. We're not looking to get rich. We're looking to make you rich. And by default, we'll share an experience of that success with you. 
you will learn how to do all social media ads. Here, you will learn how to get on a sales call and convert energy into income. Here, you will learn how to code your own app for your business, set up your social media pages, and learn how to build million dollar sales funnels. And we will give all that information to every single person who wants it. If you want to quadruple your retirement, this is the place. If you want to bring a customer into the company and have the company do most of the work for you to keep them paying you every single month, this is the place. If you want to benefit from the company's success, this is the place. If you want a company to email your customers money-making tips every single day that keeps them loyal to your downline, this is the place. You and I both know the world and how we used to make money, it has changed. You and I both know that all the tactics that you used to use to produce good results, they don't work the way they once did. How many people do you know that have not adjusted to this information age and now they are out of business? Ask yourself, how much more time do you have to waste and be out of business. Here's my advice to you. Stop passing up on opportunities because you're afraid to take another loss. Fear is the enemy of wealth and comfort is the repellent of millions. Will you answer the call? Or will you just get excited and be like, wow, this is a great video and do nothing. The choice is yours. Let us celebrate your retirement. Let us celebrate your millions. Let us celebrate you and break you through the glass. This is ATS and this is your moment.